So then hold, riddle me that The rest of y'all know where I'm lurking yeah. Can't none of y'all mirror me back Yeah, hear me rap, it's like hand G rapping is prime I'm young H.O. Rap's great for dead Back to take over the globe Ladies and gentlemen, it is 11.47 on a Saturday night And I am one half of your undercover partnership Blake Howard This, of course, is the show Miami Nice the horniest modern man campfire you could imagine. The vibes are good here. The vibes have never been better. Katie Walsh is my partner in crime. Katie, how are you? The vibes are impeccable. I'm loving it. <laughs> the vibes are impeccable. And just when you, you know, so important in Miami Vice is supporting characters. So Katie and I have kind of cast ourselves as the Crockett and Tubbs of the Miami Nice universe, but just sitting over here, crushing it with an entire huge fandom of himself is the Justin Thoreau of our universe. Just a guy sitting there watching a TV, bitching about Marlon's highlights, being an absolute stone cold legend. Everyone's eyes looking over going like, who's that guy? I love that guy. Yeah. I love how he uses a tourniquet on his legs in a gunfight. That is how we feel today. We we don't actually feel like this is a guest. We feel like this is someone who's secretly been on the show that just no one's been talking to because they've been a supporting character, but they're not just a supporting character. They're an amazing creative and someone who actually broadly gives me hope about YouTube and film criticism because there's kind of no one else like there's no one else you're going to listen to me put that drop in that is no one else is there no one else that's the drop you're about to hear right now is there no one else is there no one else this man and his incredible team and partnership of writers and co-writers produce easily the best consistently the best film criticism that is available on youtube in video essay form and on nebula where you can get all the extended stuff it is of course patrick h willems and man thank you so much for being a part of miami nice we had a convergence of ideas katie inspired the choose vibes train spotting speech and then as if the universe was putting us together to play you did the incredible Tenet and the Celebration of Vibes movies. And we were just like, this has to happen now. Thank you so much for being a part of the show. We're, we're just, we're huge fans. Uh, thank you. So it, it is a pleasure and an honor to be here among like-minded people. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm so happy to be here. This, this is great. Yay. Yeah. When I saw the Vibes video go out, I like immediately DM'd Blake and was like, watch this right now. Like... <laughs> This could not be more urgent <laughs> for us to, uh, you know, converge the meeting of the minds for this one. I, uh, the timing is is amazing. Uh, since you guys were, you know, on the vibes train as it was. I mean, obviously, like if you have a Miami Vice podcast, you're already all about vibes. But because, uh, like, I've been, this is a video that I've been like thinking about making for like two years and uh and i was like hey, I, I finally got around to it and it, it's like there was something you know in the air yeah. or more more probably in 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 the water in our in our yeah. mojitos <laughs> and uh that like it, it it you know we're all on the same page at the same time and i love it no i just i have to wonder if like there's it's a reaction i feel like it's for me the the embrace of vibes and the celebration of vibes is like a re it's a reaction to like the sort of mcuification of everything where everybody's just obsessed with like plot and 
Easter eggs and cameos and how things link together. And I'm just like, I hate trying to follow all that stuff and having yeah. to watch every single series and every single movie to like know what's going on. Like, I just want to experience like location shooting and costumes and lighting and like real stuff that's happening in front of me cinematically and world building. Like that's not, you know, multiverse world building on a, you know, CGI stage. I think for me, it's a reaction to like what's happening in, in mainstream culture, cinematic culture. Yeah, I'm I, I'm with you. I mean, like, not to be like, you know, not to come on the show and be like, let's let's dunk on Marvel movies yeah. all together. <laughs> That's okay. You know, there, there's mean. like, I, I, I know, but like, you know, there's a, it's a thing like, uh, it, it, it's such an easy thing and such like a popular thing, but like, and, and not not to just blame one franchise for it, but like, I like I touched on it in the video a little bit, but it's just like, I feel like in so many ways, the last like, 20 years of just especially like uh like large scale like like you know blockbuster franchise filmmaking has kind of trained us to like focus on plot and 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 plot details and you know uh and lore and logic and all those things and especially just like you know coming from the realm of film youtube which is you know there there's like uh you know there there are other people there who, who do I, I think great work but so much of film YouTube is uh, are, are are bad videos by people with bad takes uh, <laughs> that are mostly just focused on like plot. De I mean, like I will say, I've been, you know, fighting the anti-plot fight for several years. I like back it, when I was a younger man in the days of 2018. Uh, and I was ready to like st like stir shit up. I I think I I'd, I'd only been actually like making a living uh on YouTube for like a year or so. So I was still like ooh ooh it, it it's like a new thing if people pay attention to me. And I'm just gonna like start conflicts and say controversial things. And I made a video called "Shut Up About Plot Holes" because I was <laughs> really tired of all the videos about like you know how like plot holes are the biggest problems with movies. And I made the video a very way more confrontational uh than i would nowadays and um but i was like really like worked up about that back then and now i feel like this new video the the vibes video is like my older more slightly more more chill version of this similar argument which is just like look if you want to care about you know like plot details above all else go for it that's fine if you want to but i kind of think there's other stuff that's maybe more valuable. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's, it's a much wiser take and it obviously, you know, you're, it's the world that you're in. So I can understand the confrontational and I won't dunk on Marvel here, but I'll just like, re, re, I'm just recalling, but as we're talking about it, it's always been the conflict for me between folks who are like really love TV, like love TV and folk who love movies, just in my personal experience. Like I had a friend just like a, a workmate who was like, oh, you're a DC comic books fan. You like the Batman movies, the Nolan Batman movies and stuff. And I'm like, yeah, big fan, Batman fan, ride or die. It's like, have you watched the Flash TV show? And I said, oh, no, I've kind of missed it. In Australia, for whatever reason, it wasn't on a network that was readily accessible. Most people were buying it on DVD at the time. And he's like, oh, it's great. It's got some cool stuff in there. And I'm like, oh, how many seasons is it? And he goes, oh, there's five out right now. So this is a long time ago, obviously. And I go, five, okay. How many minutes is every episode? He's like, oh, it's 40. <laughs> and I go, how, how long are the seasons? 
He goes, oh, 24 episodes. I oh go, no, God. no, <laughs> no, absolutely not. Like a hundred percent. No, I, I go, just do the math. How many movies could I watch? I, I love, I love movies. I'm a cinephile. Do you know that there's whole countries that I just haven't ever explored? Do you know how many of the, their stone cold classics, you know, we've, we're going to talk about your visor, but like Patrick and his team just did an unbelievable, like immersive embedding into Bollywood culture and actually the specificities. And in Australia, we have a huge Indian population, like a huge um, South Asian diaspora all over so it was like one of the first times i'd seen someone really deep dive into the culture and the industry like and just one specific segment of that culture i could watch all those movies and then a whole others and i'm not even in flash season three yet you know what i mean like, <laughs> right. I just, it's just like, who has the amount of time i'm sorry I, this is not what i want whereas then yeah. you get one morsel of like two hours and 20 minutes of like a deeply vibey movie like a Miami Vice, like a Tenet, like a Black Hat, for example, also big, big vibes. Um, and the other thing Patrick reminded me of is like, you, I know you're a huge uh, Mission Impossible fan. We here are oh, yeah. huge Mission fans, Tom Cruise fans, obviously. Shout out to the Light the Fuse podcast, boys. I think that's how I first became aware of you guys. Yes. Through, yeah. Through, yeah, through Light the Fuse. Yeah, nice. so so the, love the boys on Light the Fuse. And, but... And that's the other thing. Another one of my mates, not a big movie fan. We saw Bullet Train together, Patrick. And I was like, huh. And he's like, I was, I love that. That was great. And I go, no, you didn't. It was, <laughs> no. And I said, come back to my house right now. I go, come back to my house right now. We're watching Mission Impossible Fallout. And he's like, isn't that, the si isn't that the six? Do I need to watch any of the others? I said, no, you don't. You need to sit down and you need to watch this movie. And this is an action movie and then you can leave and and so that's the like i don't know how to explain that to other people so like other than being so hyper aware of time and like art really inspiring challenging me moving me titillating me whatever it is and i just can't i can't watch i'm sorry I don't, there's like 20 seasons of the flash now i'm sorry <laughs> flash fans well isn't it ending this week yeah i i that's what that's reminded bizarre. me i saw on i just saw on like uh um instagram someone was like tweeting about the flash and uh, whatever anyway yeah i i mean i i will say i watched the flash when it came out and i think i watched the first two seasons and then i just i didn't i never actually like said i'm gonna stop watching i just fell behind because i got busy and then before i knew it there was like it's... 60 hours of television <laughs> that i was behind on it i'm just like nope it's, it's just never gonna happen <laughs> yeah no life's too short <laughs> yeah life's, life's too short choose vibes yes. so um so so your incredible video obviously you like you said it's a wiser take you've moved on from this I'm not picking fights anymore. Yes, no. this, and who can't, yeah. But no. also like it, the wiser way to do it is I think exactly the way you did it, which is like, instead of being like, uh, I'm mad at you plot hole scolds. It, you're saying I'm arguing in support of this other thing instead right. of attacking the other thing. It's like, no, let me explain to you like what the vibes ethos is and present it as an alternative, which I think is the the mature grown up. 2023 way to do it <laughs> exactly exactly it, it, it's definitely you know how long has it been uh four and a half oh my god four and a half years yeah 
I, I also, I, I will say, uh, I, I did realize like very quickly after making a video that was kind of like confrontational and kind of like stirred up shit on, on YouTube and had like people with much bigger audiences than me, like making response videos. Uh, I was just like, oh, this is, I'm stressed out now. Yeah. I don't want to, <laughs> I don't want to have feuds. Never mind. Uh, <laughs> I'm. Yeah, it's it just again, life's too short uh, to have online feuds, and yeah. um, and I would rather just hang out here, uh, you know, and vibe with movies I like. And yeah. if people want to join, then right. you know, like, look, I think our numbers are gonna keep growing. Like, yeah. you're a lover, not year. a fighter. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, look, he got his, we're he all got gonna his assemble. In... He got his tan in Mumbai. You know, right? Yeah, my my tan, <laughs> my tan was. I gotta say, guys, speak, speaking of the Mumbai trip. I am so proud that I went that whole trip. We were there for a little over two weeks, and I did not get sunburned. It's a miracle. I don't. I don't tan. I. I right. I'm like. No, I. I can't. That does not happen to me. Pa Patrick, uh, I have. I'm my my mother's side of the family's Maltese, right? So European, very tan, bronze skin, and then my dad's family died in the wall, Irish. And so my skin does this. It's like a couple of days. It's like, oh, you're Maltese. And then it finds the Irish. <laughs> and then I am as red as this beanie that I'm wearing right now. It's and so, and, and like my thought of that is like, my mother is literally from Ireland. And, <laughs> yes, uh, yeah. and so we're, we're, we're not, we're not made for that. We are, we, we are pale people who we're like vampires. We like catch on fire in direct sunlight. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, so the fact, so I, I, I look, I, I traveled to India and I brought three bottles of sunscreen with me, uh, and then bought more while I was there, but I got through it all oh, with no tan. Part of again, what's fun about watching Miami Vice is being like, yeah, I don't really want to be in the location where those people are because I would be sunburned and so sweaty, but they look cool. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Colin Farrell, famous Irishman he driving is. in Miami. It's miraculous. How does he do it? Like you would not guess that that's a man from Dublin. I know. As he's walking around there, you know, with his like, you know, flowing greasy hair and like his, you know, shirt unbuttoned like halfway down his chest. I'm I'm like our people aren't made for that. Yeah, he's like a superhero of some kind. Yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, you know, in Miami. That's the well look, you're like Colin Farrell is like, you know, he he's a, a national treasure. He's one of the great heroes of Ireland. Uh and um and if I ever meet him, that is what I'm going to ask him about. How he yeah. handled Miami. <laughs> yeah. And, and unfortunately, what we've discovered on this show, um, and if there's any episode, Patrick, unlike The Flash, we're not going to make you go back and listen to all of the all of our episodes, but I would say there is a, a terrific episode with the beautiful Yafet, who was Colin Farrell's personal assistant on the set of Miami Vice. Yeah. And... We, I think we titled the previous episode or maybe that episode, Colin's Not Here, because yes, it just yes. was, he was on another planet. He doesn't remember it. He That's one he of gives, our guiding mantras of the show is that in that performance, Colin's not here. Yeah. Colin's Sonny only. Here. Sonny has <laughs> possessed his body. <laughs> I, I mean, hasn't he said he has basically no memory of none. shooting the That's movie? That's what he claims, yeah. None, none. yeah. Thankfully, I mean, Yafet that... remembers. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I I have to listen to this because I am 
so i mean we, we all are but so fascinated by the production of that movie which sounded stressful yeah yeah some yeah. some pretty big egos you know the, the big just, egos just... a lot of money dangerous I, locations hurricanes and, drugs right. <laughs> and 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 if you if you first listen this is the first time you've listened to miami nice welcome um and and you may be listening because of patrick but just to give you a little hint Yafet, without revealing the, the names, someone in the production of Miami Vice gets off a plane. He's waiting at the airport to collect them. At that stage, he's not Colin Farrell's assistant. He's simply just a runner on the movie and doing different things. And immediately as they get off the plane, where's the cocaine, right? So <laughs> this is an, another, another time Colin Farrell purchases a VIP section of a very famous Miami night spot to go and hang out one night. And then the next night, Jamie Foxx, rents the club <laughs> that sort of the like back dick and measuring forth. Yeah, yeah the dick content. measuring that they were like i'd rent a corvette he'd rent a lamborghini like it was very yeah there was wow. a lot of competition going and, on and in that particular episode patrick knowing how much you love vibes movies uh we heard that the way that colin farrell and gong lee built their relationship is that they went to said miami uh night uh night spot nightclub sat together and drank red wine on a couch in a VIP section and just hugged each other with Gong Li's translator, translator. And, bas and basically fell in love. And I was yeah. like, I would give anything to sit with that translator. I would give anything to sit there. That That is incredible. Well, cause yeah, I mean, you know, you two are the experts on this movie. And I think how, um, how good was Gong Li's English when they made that movie? Or, like, like, is it an entirely like phonetic performance? Complete, complete phonetic performance. Cannot speak. Can okay. barely speak English. Right. Yeah, like I her mean, the first line, she was practicing over and over again, and I think it's like a very simple line. You know, like put your guns on the table or something. Yeah. And she was just practicing over and over just this one line just to get it so yeah I, I she she and colin were communicating telepathically physically mm. emotionally talk not more about right. that katie talk Verbally. more about that <laughs> <laughs> i mean this is the rare kind of movie where that works in favor of the movie and yes. is not right. like a a, a like uh, other movies uh that wouldn't really work in the same way no but and, also, and, like, that would never, I don't feel like anyone would ever do that again. Like, there, there's no movie that will be made the way Miami Vice was made. No. It's a shame. No. No. I, I, I remember, I mean, um, you, uh, did you, you've talked to Michael Mann before, right? Yeah. Blake has. Yeah. Yeah. Talk, I, I, he was on One Heat Minute. Uh, he, he, he closed the show. Closed right, the show. Right. And yeah. um, I remember what a big deal that was when it's like, oh shit, they, Got him at the end. They got so, the man. Got so I got the man. I, I have never met Michael Mann, but um, a couple years ago at a wedding, uh, I, I I met a guy who had worked, I believe, as a VFX intern on Black Hat in post-production. And I was just like, tell me every single story you have about <laughs> Michael Mann. And then he just told me every story he had about being in the office just for months with Michael Mann. And... Uh, and and just everything about the way the guy makes movies and the way he 
edits movies sounds so interesting. Yeah. The the big the big one, Elliot Koretz, who's been his sound designer. Elliot Koretz, an amazing sound designer with an incredible career, who's who's a, a frequent guest on this show, who we met doing a screening of Miami Vice with our with our patrons, the Miami Nice Cut, we call it. Patrick will get to that momentarily. But he talks about I've never seen a man. I, he gets in the he's in the office by six o'clock in the morning usually they have a production office that has everything together so you've got editing you've got sound obviously um uh, you know all of the design stuff his entire post-production office is there and when he's in that office in both pre and then post-production he's there at 6 a.m and he doesn't leave until at the earliest midnight he's there before everyone else and he's there until everyone has left and he's like and that happens for two months yeah. So the the guys running on four hours sleep, and he's just walking from station to station, editing bay to editing bay, sound to sound, whatever the case may be. Walking around, got active sound designers and sound engineers that are on set recording on set sounds to do comparisons and contrasts, and getting people accelerating into that back half of the film. It's just uh, it, he sounds like the hardest. Like the thing is, he's a hard taskmaster, but the the hardest working hard taskmaster that there is. And so it's right. It's fascinating to 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 think about him as as an entity and it was like the other day there was a big controversy and this will sort of orient people for where when we're talking there's a controversy it's like michael mann's crossing the picket line at the strike and i kept going guys he's on the fox lot doing the last sound mix which we learned from our last guest elliot Coretz, who was like he i saw him on the fox lot he's doing the last sound mix on ferrari and i'm like he's not crossing the line to work for fox guys he's editing ferraris the movie was written 20 years ago like leave him alone michael man right. fight david zaslav he's not your yeah, enemy I know, I know. not your enemy i like i, I love i'm wga strong but like he's not your enemy he's doing a sound mix he's 80. Right. let him cross the line if we don't get ferrari i'm coming to there i'm gonna beat up you guys at the picket line i'm sorry right. i love and you and then we need the Heat 2 movie. Yes. Yes. We need Heat 2, yes. I so. I, I was a little late, but I, I, I read the book back in January. And I I mean, I loved that book so much. But yeah, all like, vibes. All vibes. All, all, all vibes. And I, I'm like, look, if it's just a book, incredible. Loved yeah. it. Had such a good time. But the whole time I'm reading it, I'm just picturing like, oh, this would all this would be like the greatest movie of all time and i, <laughs> yeah. I, I would give yeah. anything to see it yeah 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 we're right there with you so let's let's dive into we have gushed pretty heavily about miami vice and this is the show that we're going to talk about it but we have recently been asking some of our guests and normally we would like go hey let's talk about double features but uh with miami vice and so we've had some great suggestions uh, and all very very super vibey movies um one of my favorites so far has been spring breakers um as far as a vibey movie um, that makes perfect sense perfect sense right so we've had some good ones katie's talked about scarface because katie is one of the world's greatest scarface fans um i was like a prophet i was like i like undercover yeah. going to hell and also the feelings of a city or a town so i was like oh that's a very french like it's a totally different series of events but you're you're I guess, inciting incident of, of of this latest vibes celebration was Tenet. And that's a movie that like, it's so funny to be cresting a wave of a movie. Whereas like at the time for Miami Vice, I was like right on the front line. I was the guy that was walking out, you know, I was like the equivalent of the guy who does the Tenet hand signs as you do in your video. And like people like mm -hmm. do the Tenet hand signs like, yeah, this is us. 
but I wasn't on the tenant train. So, but to credit your great work, you and your team and Siddharth, um, to credit that, like tenant was the thing that unlocked it. And then through tenant, you go to the Mission Impossibles and through tenant, you go to Bond and through tenant, you go to Miami Vice. And so can you, I'd love to talk a little bit about like, especially because you've had to think about them in an entangled way. You talk a little bit about like tenant and its relationship to Miami Vice for you. And was like Miami Vice a way to look at tenant for you? I'm just interested because I, I hadn't put those pieces necessarily together myself. So I'd love to hear you talk about it. Of course. So actually, I, I thought this would come up. And so I, I, I pulled up just like while we were talking uh, the origin of this, because uh, I so I I think I saw. OK, I yeah, I, I think I, I I didn't see Tenet in theaters when it came out, because when it came out, uh, it was like near the height of the pandemic here. Yeah, and like yeah. no one saw it in theater. Well, Australia was like, the, Australia was the only country that we, we were actually allowed out. Like our, our, the pandemic had dipped and we'd opened up at the time. Right. And I was just telling Katie, I saw, I saw six movies in like two weekends. 2001 A Space Odyssey, right? 70 oh. mil, a double feature of Jurassic Park and Jaws, Predator in 4K, Heat in 4K, and then Tenet. And at, <laughs> when I watched Tenet, and this is not, I'm sorry to say this, at the time I was like, it's fine. Because I'd kind of seen five of the best movies ever in made. my personal, made, in yeah. my personal movie ever made on the biggest, beautiful, most beautiful Art Deco screen, the Hayden Orpheum in Sydney. It's a gorgeous theater. And so I was just like on cloud nine and I saw Tenet, I was right. like, it's fine. And, uh, yeah. um, and and speaking of confrontational, I walked out of the theater, Patrick, and I was telling Katie, this is my most controversial tweet ever. I was like, Tenet is Nolan's black hat. And <laughs> lots of people were mad. There were so many people <laughs> who were mad, Patrick. So, okay. I, by the way, before we dive into this, I should, I, I, I need to uh, just get this out there because I feel guilty. Um, I haven't seen Black Hat. That's okay. It's okay. Wait for the new release that's and what i'm watch, doing yes. yeah yeah, yeah. That, what, yes. i could not recommend waiting for it more or this as we've been told black hat much like the keep the keep you should watch only on vhs and and black hat i kind of am going to miss that you could just go and watch the swen cut our friend of the show ryan swen did the fx director's cut like he reassembled it and uh -huh. used some of the crappy footage and used a really good version of black hat to just incorporate the two because it was never available outside of that fx ecosystem and right. so ryan swen go get his cut it's it's you know that's our hacker cut and ryan swen cut which we've done the same thing is basically that like that's the okay. best way to view it it is the superior version by if far you dm someone on twitter and get a file it's like yeah it's very it, it's an immersive theater experience where you're <laughs> like you know uh getting some like <laughs> cobbled together uh better cut version of it rather than popping in a nice shiny 4k <laughs> you, right. yeah. you really well, feel like you're uh hathaway when you're doing that <laughs> I mean, it's funny because actually The Keep is the other Michael Mann movie I haven't seen. Yeah. And you, and, yeah, you uh, sure find it on a VHS tape on in a VHS. Shed. Yeah, yeah. That in sounds a, right. And it, it, it was a thing where like, I didn't see The Keep because for a long time, everyone's just like, yeah, uh, that that's that's the bad one. You can skip it. And <laughs> uh, and I, I, I still, I, it's still a thing that I intended to get to. And then Black Hat, it's just like when it came out at the time, like... You know, obviously, like no one saw it in theaters because it like... You know, they canceled like, its like, theatrical run in hard. Australia. They canceled. They basically yeah. canceled its a theatrical run. But like when it came out, the 
the response was so negative that I was I was just like, oh well, I guess I I won't go see. I will say, um, I was at the uh, the San Diego Comic Con panel where Chris Hemsworth showed the Black Hat trailer nice. uh, in 2014. <laughs> so I was there for that. But um, but yeah, that, and then Black Hat came out, and then you know it, it, its its group of defenders started to like form, and then it got to the point where I was like, oh, I want to see it, but apparently the best version of the movie I can't see anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So so yeah, it's uh, I mean the the, the Swen cut sounds like I mean like I, I know it's apparently like the FX one that you just yeah. yeah can't get a hold of. So I I gotta see this, and and I have been waiting for like the new upcoming release. Yeah. But I just want to put it out there it. that like. Sorry, I haven't seen Black Hat. I feel no. like a fake fan. No, this, um, no. listen, soy boys, because that's what we call uh, the, Black the Black Hat, Hat fans, fans. <laughs> because they manipulate soy futures in the movie. <laughs> um, so the soy boys, call off, call off, just hold, okay? No. He's waiting for the 4K and truly- I'll be among you soon. And, yeah, now, but... and now that that's actually what the 4K is going to be released, because they were just going to release the theatrical cut on 4K, now that that's going to be released, honestly, genuinely, for those who are upgrading to it on 4K, it's like- one of the releases of the year because literally the only way you've been able to get it is like back channels and a youtube right. link and it's a oh yeah sorry a, a a secret link through a back channel twitter dm is the only way that you've been able to look at it so yeah that's okay <laughs> oh my God. soy boys call off the call off the dogs okay <laughs> so a good go guy. back Thank to you. the genesis i guess we, we yes. were yeah. talking about the genesis of this yeah I, I will say it's not even not having seen black hat you saying this is no tenant is nolan's black hat I'm just like that sounds right. Yeah, <laughs> it's totally right. It's totally right. Right. The the, the thing where he like kind of like like leans into his most like kind of like d difficult, frustrating to some tendencies, and just has zero interest in like winning yeah. over the mass audience, despite the fact that Nolan was like, yes, I think Tenet will be the one that will save movie theaters, <laughs> and everyone will rally around, which I think is very very funny. But so, I I the way I finally saw Tenet for the first time, I bought the you know, uh, the 4K steelbook, having not seen the movie. And then I took a night where I, you know, turned off all the lights in my apartment and I turned my phone off and I I, I, I put the movie on. I, I did my best to recreate a theater experience in my living room and also had to really ride that the volume buttons on the remote control so <laughs> oh as not to, uh, so as to try to, hear what people are saying but also when things get loud not have my neighbors like kick down my door and kill me and so it, <laughs> it worked and and it was a funny thing watching that where like i knew that tenet had you know frustrated a lot of people and had not received a like rapturous reception as like other nolan movies had but i was i, I remember vividly just like when like during the car chase around kind of around the middle of the movie as like Ludwig Gorenson's score is like really going wild with these like just like you know like frantic looping synths and everything and I'm and they're trying to get I don't know some piece of metal in some case and, I'm, <laughs> and, I, and I had this moment where I'm just like I don't really know what's happening or what anyone is talking about but I am into this right now and this and like oh cool that that like that track of the score from earlier it's coming back and it's going even faster now i'm just like and i was just feeling it and i was just like you know what i think this is it i'm like i i am dialed into this completely and i get why other people will be driven insane by it and then um and this might have been 
it might have been January 2021. And then and I I have it here. Uh, I have a tweet from January 18th, 2021, where so this is over two years ago. I uh, where I said. Are there any movies other than Tenet and Miami Vice that fit into the category of, quote, auteur-driven blockbusters where the dialogue is often incomprehensible and you don't really know what's <laughs> happening, but the vibes are so strong that you just go with it and have a great time? And so that 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 tweet was just was the genesis. That, that's why we're I'm here having this conversation with you today. And uh, no one really gave me a good answer for, like, what are other movies quite like. I, I think... The reason that these two movies locked together for me was specifically the image of the protagonist driving like speedboats across the water. Yes. Because yeah. there's the thing in Tenet, it doesn't last for as long, but there's the thing when uh, John David Washington and Elizabeth Debicki are like at the like Amalfi Coast in Italy and they're just driving out to the yacht in like perfect clothing yeah. in this speedboat speedboat he's standing up while driving she's just like lounging arms out in the back and, and she's like, miraculously as tall as him lounging just she's the tallest yes, it, most attractive woman going around absolutely I, I i love that that movie does not even attempt to hide that she is like you know, a foot and a half taller than every <laughs> right. man in, in the film. Right. And, and and just watching these people ride in this boat, in this awesome place, I immediately, like, my, my mind immediately jumps to Colin Farrell and Gong Lee, you know, in the Go Fast boat in Miami Vice. And, uh, and I'm, and, and like, and, and it all kind of crystallized right there, where I'm just yes. like, these movies where and it's the thing is like I've seen both these movies enough times to like I I, I know what happens in them I right. I I you know I I can follow along with them but on first viewings I you know was like like lost in a way where I didn't care that I was lost I mm -hmm. was having yeah. fun with it and uh, and right there and then for two years I just thought about those two movies together to be like why do just try, really trying to interrogate uh, interrogate like why i find these so compelling and then and i feel like uh katie as you said earlier uh you know i started i would think about these in comparison to other you know large scale movies that we get nowadays and and the you know the discussions about plot and and all of that and uh, and these are movies where you know there there is a plot, but it's not really what's important about them. And uh, and and I decided it was finally time to, you know, pull the trigger, make this video. Mm -hmm. And um and I will say what was very nice as I was literally writing the video, um then uh, you know just just something literally that day uh. Chris McQuarrie decides to like go on a whole like Twitter essay about the irrelevance of plot and in, in relation to like also like the James Bond series and I'm like oh my god this was the right time yeah it's all it's all happening right here and um I think that's why we're here we'll be right back after this quick break
And just to clarify, you define vibes in your video as valiant individuals besting endangerment stylishly. Yes. Which I love. Clear. <laughs> uh, thank you. I love that too. I cannot take credit for that bit because uh the way you know we have like we have like a team that works on these and um and the way that goes is i had like written like my part of the essay and i had the part where i you know i i initially established the idea of like calling them vibes movies and then um uh mike curran who is uh he uh the way our videos work is um like with the essays i like like i i I primarily write the essays, and then on on a lot of them, uh, Siddhant Adlaka will like collaborate and be like a co-writer on the essays. And then we have two narrative writers, uh, Jake Torpy and Mike Curran, who will they'll be write the scripts for like the the framing narrative stuff or like the cutaways, and they'll also do like kind of punch up with jokes on the essays as well. And uh, and you know we all have like a Google Doc that we share, and with that, that was Mike going through doing some punch up, and then just like highlighted the word vibes, and then like added a little comment on the side, and was like, "You should have an acronym appear on screen, and it should be that." <laughs> and then I think, and then uh, Sidhan saw that and was like, "Ooh, let me do." Here's a. I, I think he swapped out whatever the S was with stylishly, and so that's how that came about. The uh, the the vibes true acronym. collaboration I, true melt. collaboration I can take no credit for that but I was I, I mean I as soon as I threw that out I was, I was like this is one hundred percent going in the video <laughs> yes. yeah but yeah as you said valiant individuals besting endangerment stylishly yeah and I uh, like that you have a specific definition for like this very specific subgenre which seems to just be two movies at this point I mean it's <laughs> also two movie <laughs> yeah, Mission Impossible two... and Bond, it's sort of affiliated. Well, it's a it's a funny thing because I have since making that video have just received so many questions on like every platform people can send me questions about like what about this movie? Is this a vibes movie? I think right. this counts. Why didn't you talk yeah. about this movie? I think it has a lot, like a lot of vibes. And so what I have done is uh, I, I I do the for all of my regular videos. Uh, I have a little series on my second channel called Patrick Replies, where I just respond to like questions and comments like about the videos, uh, which are usually stuff like people saying, "Why didn't you talk about this?" And then I'm like, "Here's why," I, mm -hmm. you know, I didn't cover that. And um, and so I realized there were so many of those questions that I got for this about like just people naming movies, being like, what about this and this that I have? And I think I'm going to probably publish this either today or tomorrow. So by the time this episode drops, it'll probably be out. I have just been writing up. And again, to be clear, this is not scientific. It's totally silly and like arbitrary and stuff I've made up. Uh, I, I, I've written up like a uh, a grading rubric for the vibes categories oh, with yes. like like a point system so you can so i'm just like i i want people to stop asking me about it you can take this and uh, <laughs> yes. i'm making a nice graphic uh that, that can be shared and um and you can go through and be like oh one point for each country the movie travels to yeah uh, oh 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 the, the the protagonist goes home at one point subtract three points yeah um, <laughs> yes <laughs> So, so I've, I've been, I've written up a thing that I just need to like make, like put into Photoshop and make look a bit prettier. And mm -hmm. that will, then people can take that and apply it to any movie out there and tell me what the actual like top 10 highest scoring vibes movies are. The vibes chart. We love it.
I, exactly. I the, the first thing I was thinking about Patrick and uh, w- when your video came out and obviously like thinking, oh, great, you know, someone synthesized it and I, and I fully expect it because you've got such a great engaged audience that are like, what about this? What about this? Like keen to actually interact with you, not in like a trolley way, but like, oh, what about this? I want to hear you talk about this, which is super fun. I was just like, it would almost be a shame if there wasn't a Vibes Film Festival at some point, like just programming that and you know, we've got we've got some friends, Jason Fitzroy. I'm thinking about who um, yeah. runs a film festival out of Miami. It's just like, uh, you know, it's like it seems like there's a vibes program in this. You know, what, I'd be yeah. way more interested in the Patrick Willems like vibes segment of you know a film festival that I would be in most of like I don't want to yeah, see the horror fun. thing. Like the vibes well, would be like great, the, uh, the, the top of the rubric only. Oh yeah. Know? Everyone's showing up dressed well to that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, the cocktails after every screening will be outstanding. Outstanding. Yes. DJ oh, dropping numb encore. Let's go. <laughs> I'm like, this is an American Cinematheque retrospective waiting yes, to happen. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> 100%. On, there, there's so much good stuff we can pull in and, uh, you know, throw in like, like Jean-Pierre Melville movies and stuff yeah, like that. All like, vibes. You know. Oh my God, this could be fun. I just watched uh, the American Cinematheque Mean Guns, the Albert Pune film yes. that I think Have there's an essay on when he made Oh, oh, oh yeah, they've it. been doing a whole series about him there, right? Yeah. So I'm I on went, the wrong I, coast. I saw Nemesis and I, I just saw Mean Guns and that's a vibe movie because... <laughs> girlfriend did not understand a single thing that was going on except that i was like ice tea has put a bunch of assassins in this prison and they all have to kill each other i have no idea what's happening but they all look really cool there's mambo playing the entire time oh my god and everyone's just killing each other and i was just like get right, get get yeah. mambo on the rubric stat but they, these are not valiant individuals yeah get mambo on the rubric um these are villainous individuals right. resting endangerment stylishly so that okay i i clearly have to see that movie yeah, yeah you got to see mean guns yeah it's Thank like you. a total 1997 like tarantino ripoff uh amazing. oh yeah I, I, i'm looking up now it's, it's got christopher lambert yeah amazing yeah. yeah he's the lead and i think they shot it in 11 days in like a right. prison in la that was about to be opened and albert pune's like can i shoot something here yeah. <laughs> so um well, yeah, there's so many great vibes movies from the like huge tenant, you know, auteur driven spectacle, just like Christopher Nolan being like completely inscrutable and not giving a fuck to, you know, these really low budget like direct to video things, but they all kind of have the same ethos. Exactly. Like, you don't have to know what's going on. You can just, and, and I was just rewatching Tenet this morning in advance of our conversation. And I, when I saw it, I also was like, what the hell? I have no idea what's going on here. And uh, <laughs> I, I, I was watching it just sort of in the background. And I was like, you know what? I'm kind of appreciate, I was like, I'm watching this as if this is a movie I do not speak the language of, but, and there's no subtitles. Right. But my boy Hoyta Van Hoytema like really did the best work and the movie looks amazing and the score is incredible and like I was kind of appreciating just it from a uh, aesthetic perspective uh more this time around exactly look I I mean I, I'm sure you guys feel the same way about Miami Vice but uh you know I I, it, I love when people tell me like like you know 
I wasn't really into this originally, but you know, you, I've, I'm, I'm watching it again. It's yeah. like it's starting to like click a bit more for me. It's almost better when someone, you know, puts in the time to start appreciating it rather than yeah. like getting it right away. <laughs> right. I, and I totally. I mean, I mean, speaking of that, I, I wasn't like against it, but I was not an immediate Miami Vice convert. Yeah, me too, kind of. I uh so like I I did not see Miami Vice in theaters. Uh I remember being excited for the movie and um and then I think it also my wait you, you, okay, you guys would know. What was the re American release date from Miami Vice? It was It's like June 2006. Yeah, I don't June remember the exact right. it was a, a, date. it was a summer it, it was oh, we, I, uh, folded into the summer I mean, I, I know that. I mean, I'm trying to remember because Miami Vice came out, I think, within like a week or two of me graduating high school. Yeah. Because I graduated high school in June 2006. And and so I'm like, I know I, I it was it was out right around that time. And I think it was a thing where it got like a, a very mixed response. And then I was also tied up with like, you know, finals and graduating and stuff like that and i was like i'll probably I'll, I'll see it and i just didn't get to it in theaters and then i remember like you know getting it uh you know just like renting the dvd like 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 when it right. came out and so that's how i first saw it and it was a thing where yeah initially i was like i wasn't against it but i was like i was like huh yeah that, interesting it's because i i'd been a big uh collateral fan like i, yeah. I saw I, remember, I saw collateral in theaters when i was like like 15 or whatever and uh was really into that and was excited but like i think Katie, katie's seen... second favorite second favorite official michael man yeah movie. it's heat obviously yeah. heat's number one collateral's number two for me yeah i it's been a few years since i last watched collateral but i i love it i actually i actually just rewatched the insider last night yeah oh wow that is yeah this is it. what I would say, and I know this is controversial. Um, there are times when I watch The Insider where while I'm watching it, it's my favorite Michael Mann movie. Like, and I and I know that I fully understand if people are listening, like, wait, you're the one heat minute guy? Yeah, I, I know. Okay. I know I know exactly who I am at this point. But I when I watch that movie, I'm like, this is peerless stuff. And as a person who is also canonically obsessed with Alan Pakula's paranoia trilogy of the 1970s. Like it is such a synthesis of all of my deepest interests. And so, mm -hmm. yeah, I watched the insider and I, I, that, that movie is just out of control. Good out of control. It's, it's so good. It's also, uh, I feel like more, especially recently I've seen more and more talk about, uh, because they don't really make many of these anymore. Uh, but, but people's love of, especially like the, the 90s was a peak time for this. The uh, the uh, guys having meetings in rooms movies and also yeah. people looking at documents movies. <laughs> I love documents movies. Oh, yeah, God. Huge fan of documents. Huge fan when of they, documents. When they do, what's it called when they like drop off all the documents? The lawyers drop off all the documents. Like Discovery. Discovery. Or something. Right. Yeah. I love it's the it. Best. And when they're wait, like and getting hey, up the boxes. Fax, fax machines. Fax machines. <laughs> I mean, the scene in The Insider 
when Pacino and Russell Crowe are sending the faxes back and forth, where, where oh it's like, uh, like, like, can't talk, won't talk, like, <laughs> it's, uh, it's, uh, it's so good. But yeah, and the Insider is is really like Michael Mann's one like like do documents movie, and it's yeah. so good. And and also because I hadn't watched it in like a decade, I uh, I was really no I, I was like is because the um the visual language of the insider is so much looser than heat is yeah. i was like oh i this this feels like a big step toward miami vice huge visually yeah mm -hmm. it's it's like and one of one of the last in the last 10 minutes of heat um one of the last shots uh that happens with wayne grow and it, it, it's a kind of blink and you miss it shot when neil mccauley like bursts into Wayne Grow's room and he grabs his face, it's a handheld video. Yeah, isn't like that like the, the camera go like, yeah, like... Yeah, like the camera like lurches forward. Yeah, Katie was just sort of like lurching forward. Yep. And it's handheld video in a movie that is this beautiful resplendent 35. It jumps out at you just for a split second for the unease and the closeness and proximity and the grain. And it does it and then it does the staging of the normal shot. And it's like, that was like this tiny little bit of seasoning, aesthetic seasoning, I guess. And then the insider takes another leap. And then Ali takes like, uses that exact, uh, uh, that kind of lurching, immediate, hyperactive camera to define its style for all of the fight scenes and things like that. So then he's moving into digital and then he gets to collateral and he's just, I will do anything. I'm just going to embrace the technology. He does that both back to back with collateral and vice. And so, yeah, it's really interesting to look at that. I, I definitely see the insider as like a total nexus movie of like him being on the cusp of traditional storytelling and, and then wanting to lurch into, um, this entire new storytelling mode, you know, stripping away all of those like narrative requirements, I guess, um, uh, you know, for him. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm glad that's not just me, but, uh, uh, but yeah, that movie is so good. And, um, how do I even bring up the insider again? Uh, I you were just talking about, about, you were talking about not seeing Miami vice at the time. Right. And, um, and then, and it, yeah, I, I was a little, it was also just the thing of just like watching it like in 2006. It is like, this movie doesn't look like any other movie. <laughs> yes. Uh, it was even a thing where like, I didn't think anything of it when I watched Collateral, like when that came out. But my, my um, and I think it's just because it's a lot of like, okay, it's, it it's LA at night and it's a lot of just like, you know, uh, like greenish fluorescent hues and that kind of thing. But Miami Vice, just like the grain on it is so wild. And like yeah. the, just the, the, the depth of field and like, yeah. like the focus and, is so, and, and uh, the, the close-ups of people look so wild that it's just, it was a thing where I was just like, I, I don't even know how to process this or how I should <laughs> feel about it. And, um, and cause I like, I do remember uh, in, I ha I I've only ever seen Public Enemies once, and that was when it was in theaters. And that was that was, and and I might feel totally different about it now uh, because I'm you know older and hopefully less dumb than I was back then. But that was <laughs> the one movie that I recall being like, I'm not on board with the way this looks. This yeah. is not working for me, and uh, I might feel different now. Yeah. It's kind it's of the crazy. high. Oh, sorry, no. Katie, you, pl you please go. No, I was just gonna say, like, I, I feel like it's almost like you can't really appreciate how beautiful Miami Vice is until it's like ten years after the fact. Yes. Right. 
Like, it's, 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 so especially, Kate, you nailed it, Katie, when we were talking a while back about Black Hat came to Netflix internationally, finally got the rights, and it became number one in the US iTunes and then like number one in the Australian iTunes. I think it charted at like the top 10 for the first like two to three weeks that it came out. And I remember at the time people were like, wow, Black Hat. And I'm like, yes, because there had been a very specific narrative and aesthetic look of everything that is in your digital carousel. That when you click on Black Hat and you go to Black Hat, you're like, what the hell is this? As in <laughs> narratively, like, uh, yeah. you know, vibes, aesthetics, everything was so wild that you're like, oh my God, this is just something so completely different and i think that that has been a huge part of the re-emergence with miami vice is like at the time we were used to this glorious 35 millimeter we were still getting a whole bunch of on location shooting and people were like no i don't like this the digital photography seems to be in some way yeah. jeopardizing the effort and the the production value and yet when you go back to it now especially when we're you know watching it now on beautiful blu-ray or like 4k level stream or whatever the case may be you see it and you're like how did you not think the boat streaming like a white bullet or as jordan harper our favorite author and friend of the show calls it a sea penis just <laughs> flying through the water is not one of the most beautiful goddamn shots of all i time. know or, or, it, it, you know the Moby sea playing. penis is beautiful, beautiful yeah sea penis. <laughs> It's a, uh, it's I funny because show. I, it, it's, that's, that's a really good way of putting it. Yeah. It's, I mean, a thing I've just been thinking about more and more over the past like decade, it's a thing that I'm, I'm like kicking around doing a video about sometime this year is just, I'm because obviously, uh, digital cinematography has evolved so much over the past 20 or so years. And, and now like the basically uh digital has come to a point where it's like it can when you know when really talented people do it it can come extremely close to looking like almost identical to film yeah and uh but in but even in general almost all digital cinematography is like more or less trying to like approximate like how film has traditionally looked and i've become more and more nostalgic for that era of like basically the the 2000s yeah uh, um, up, uh, you know, where you had like people like Miami Vice and like Danny Boyle's stuff with Anthony Dodmantle and where it was like digital was an aesthetic choice. It's like, we weren't just going to use digital and make it look the same as it would if, if it were shot on film. It's like, this is a deliberate choice to have a movie look extremely different yeah. than it would because most things were shot on film. And, uh, and it was like exciting back then. It was like, it was, it was the thing where, you know, I remember like reading about like, how they like shot Slumdog Millionaire, where it's like, oh, we stripped out all the stuff that has to go in a camera and put it in a backpack. And so it's just like a sensor and a lens that we're holding and running around with. And then the movie will is gonna be all like, you know, green and yellow and stuff like that. And I was like, man, this is and it, like I was in college at the time. I was like, this sounds this is so cool and exciting. Mm -hmm. And uh and then that all went away because digital cameras just got really good and it's like, oh, this is uh and, and now it's like if you shot a thing on like I don't know, like the was it like the Sony like F sixty five or whatever that they used back then? It's like, why would yeah, why would you do that? That's uh, it wouldn't make any sense anymore. The briefest time, it's like ninety nine, and I chart it all the way to two thousand seven. It's that 
digital photography, because it had not overtaken traditional photography yet, people were actually experimenting with it for the pure aesthetic value that it could produce. And then, you know, uh, I've got the poster behind me, but it's like Fincher's Zodiac when he shot on the Vipers and he made it look like a 70s movie. Again, a huge aesthetic choice. He wanted mm -hmm. to make it feel like you found it, the reel in some library in Paramount and wheeled it out and just played it and it had existed already. Like that was his entire sort of ethos for making the film. And people were like, oh, we can make this look like cinema like we can make it look like the way and so that there was that approximation people were super influenced by that movie even though it didn't have a big you know footprint as far as like money or fandom at the time and has now since grown but i i, I literally i put the i put the pin in it in 20 like you know 20 um, 2007 because it's just like that period there you actually had people using it and for its most exciting and versatile ways and it wasn't wedded to like we have to look like movies yet this is that purple patch and i'm sure in that period you could find so many rad movies that were just like we're gonna do it because we're trying something different we want it to look very distinct um from i guess the glut of everything else at the time and now it is the glut and you're like yeah. oh god it, it this is a weird movie to bring up in in this conversation i guess but i always think of pieces of april you know that movie with Katie Holmes where yes. she, it's like a Thanksgiving oh, yeah. movie from I, I like 2003. It. It's like not, it's fine. It's, but it's just like tiny. No one has talked about pieces of April since 2003. <laughs> it rattles around in my head for some reason. Cause they're like, I always have to write these streaming guides that are like Thanksgiving movies. And it's like one of 10 Thanksgiving movies, but uh, it's so pixely and digitally and like I it's an indie film but I for some reason it's something that I always think about when I think about this like digital era of like people being like you know talking about digital cinematography and how absolutely shitty it looks but like it kind of works for that movie because she plays mm -hmm. this like sort of down and out like uh punkish girl who's like going home for this horrible Thanksgiving and it feels like a family home movie or something um but yeah and then i think like 2007 2008 it's like the red camera started becoming more um available and it just looked so realistic and clear and crisp in right. this way and everyone was like that's oh, when we have to soderbergh shoot on the really red. jumped on it and yeah. was like all red all the time yeah and and it looks great but it doesn't have that quality of you know we t we've talked to elliot kretz who we mentioned before the sound designer who like talks about the way that like digital expands the night scene so much the depth of field and what you can see in the night scene so much more that it affects the sound design because he has to put in all these different sounds of the world that we can see because you can see so, everything you can see yeah. traffic that's like a kilometer away and so then so the layering of the sound has to do that and when he told us that we were right. just like yeah my we just never like, we would just yeah. never even imagine that it unlocks that sphere of work as well making it all the more important that you can hear these little notes even if it's just a, a flavor because otherwise if you don't address it it doesn't it doesn't work like there's something grating about it so yeah, yeah. like again michael mann's the kind of filmmaker that thinks about that shit. um mm -hmm. and uh so that's that's what's fascinating yeah anyway pieces of april pieces reminding of april. everyone that it exists <laughs> wow what <laughs> Well, hey, look, if if at some point I do this video on like early days of, of, of digital cinematography, I promise you, Pieces of April is getting better. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Oh my God, that's heroic, <laughs> heroic work. Um, I, I do just want to say also, um, you know, you got to be your own, you know, um, you got to be your own vibey protagonist going all the way to Bollywood. And I just, I just want to say, because I know we, we, I don't want to keep you for too much longer, but I, I, I just want to say like, it was also great 
to watch you do this, Patrick, which is to be the guy who like immerses yourself in a cinema in the country. And so if you are going to do, I, I'm, I'm really hoping for your kind of like Werner Herzog, um, Fitzcarraldo, you know, like a style where you drag your entire team over a mountain or something like that. Like, I'm like, what is he going to do next? Where's he going to go? Like, is he going to go into the depths of the snow for the next? I'm, I'm like imagining all these videos where your team throw you into something. So, uh, please, I, uh, you know, please keep doing that. Cause uh, not only was the insights great, it was just wonderful what, watching you trying to figure out cricket. Amazing stuff. Uh, thank you so much. It's, uh, I mean, I, I'm, I'm genuinely really proud of that video and, uh, and I, it, it's a thing. I mean, it's been funny since the video came out, and I, uh, you know, so many people. Like, I mean, especially uh, uh, people from India have been like, "That was great. Now do now do more videos, but about all these other industries in India and stuff like that." <laughs> and then also just people being like, "Oh, I'd love to see you do stuff in uh, like Brazil or Mexico or or you know like Japan and stuff like that." And I'm like, I would love to do all of these things i would love to have a show where i go to these places and immerse myself and like learn more about their their cinema i mean the the, the india one's kind of perfect because i'm like i've seen basically nothing where it's yes. like i mean i've seen like you know japanese movies and you know mexican movies and stuff like that but uh and i i don't have to go in like totally blind again the one thing is just that like that like we spent so long like planning that video and it also was like um uh more expensive than my videos usually are yeah like, yeah uh you know I, I i did have to fly like two of us over to to live india in, to live in india for like three weeks or whatever i will say I, I, one, one thing about india is at least once you're there uh yeah. it's it's the like the general cost of living is way cheaper than the u.s yeah uh it's like oh man like d delicious food for the for for so much less than it is uh <laughs> in the u.s um like a taxi costs like a dollar um lovely but uh but that's i mean it was still like you know you know uh, way more yeah, expensive than my videos usually are and i'm just like I would love to do this again. I don't know when I can afford to do right. it. Again. You have to do like a couple more years of videos and save up <laughs> right, the money. Right. Yeah. So I'm just like, man, we we, we got to find a way to to like get more like you know like people on the Patreon or whatever to, to get our budget stuff. Because I would love to do this again uh, in like like sooner than two years from now. Right. Yeah. Um, because it's it's really fun. You know, as much as uh you know I. Uh, playing cricket was really frustrating and embarrassing uh, and hard. Um, you know, I'm I'm glad I did it, and I'd I'd I would really love to do more stuff like this. And yeah. then you know, and ideal like I would be like you know next time to bring like more of the team and more of the crew. It was uh it was funny with this because uh, Siddhant also ended up being like the camera operator for a lot of stuff, and so like like we have. The first shot in India in the video, it just like it hard cuts to like me in like this like kind of tracking shot with me in this rickshaw like like driving along the street where it's like we had the coordination just for that shot where it's like, okay, so he has to be in this other car riding <laughs> alongside and uh, and then we and we and and I don't speak the language that the rickshaw driver does. And so he has to speak to him and coordinate like how wh wh how to do this shot like all together. And uh, I'm just like, like and we did it. We, we pulled it off. And I'm just like, man, if we could like have an extra camera operator next time 
That yes. Would be great. Yes. So anyway, you're doing will... your own tenant backwards car chase. You're he, <laughs> is uh, Hoyta. You're John David. I mean, I mean, I will say in uh, I mean, it's not in the video, but we did go to just for fun, go to the spots in Mumbai where they shot tenant. Yes. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah, <laughs> I have a photo of me like me like going like this in front of like this is the place where John David Washington takes a phone call in one scene, <laughs> and then I have like a photo of me like pointing to like the skyscraper that they like bungee jump up. Oh, yeah. funny. So, oh, great. So that 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 was fun for me. I couldn't for, find a way to to like tie it into the video. Well, you've uh, just got a little bonus video for your patrons to being like yeah. you know to be like, look, guys, here I am doing the Tenet World right. Tour. <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. Next yeah, up, next... Estonia. Yeah. Yeah. We'll go to Estonia, and then um, we, yeah, yeah. Then, everyone, then just join, slide join... over to the Amalfi Coast just for a That's cheeky, thing. A cheeky. Everyone, couple days. join my Patreon so I can afford to go to the Amalfi Coast <laughs> and drive a speedboat around, and you know, and I'll film it so it'll be a tax write-off. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Wait, I have one more question pertaining Please. to uh, vibes and missions. How is Mission Impatsible going? Yeah, that's a great question, Katie. <laughs> the, to get that, to the premiere. That when does this episode drop? Uh this episode will drop in about a week and a half. So like uh 10th of June. Okay. Then. Okay. Um, so uh uh so far have not received uh an invite. Okay. I have not I have not officially heard from Paramount yet. Uh I I have heard uh, secondhand that people involved in the movie are aware of it. Okay. And good. so, so I, so it, 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 it's like gotten to, you know, like, you know, if nothing else, uh, you know, uh, it, it's gotten down the chain a little bit. And yeah. so we'll see, we'll see. It's, uh, you know, um, and, uh, and this is where I want to launch my campaign, Kate Rari, which is just Katie Walsh being flown <laughs> to Venice Film Festival to the premiere of Ferrari to talk to Michael Mann on the red carpet. So ladies and gentlemen, there'll be a hashtag Kate Rari. Um, and that's, that's, that's what, that's what I want. That's give the, this people is the first I'm hearing of it. <laughs> I just Look, came up with it because Mission Kate Patrol, Rari, get I, it trending. Kate, Kate, Rari. Kate, Kate Rari, get it trending. Um, but 110%, I wish, I wish that for you. Like I've, you know, if there's one movie I've been looking forward to other than Ferrari this year, it's Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning. I'm yeah. so excited for you. If you get to go see it, it's amazing. I can't wait to see it. Um, like where uh, is I, the world premiere? Do we know where the world premiere of Mission Rome. Impossible is? In Rome. Oh my God. Yep. Why is it in Rome? Because uh, one they of the major set, set pieces. Yeah, they shot a massive okay. set piece in the, there. Yeah. Uh, you've seen the, the trailer, I assume. Um, I don't really watch trailers. Okay. <laughs> so um, I haven't seen the most here, recent one. Here, here, uh, have you seen the, the, the teaser trailer? Yes, I have seen the teaser, yeah. yeah. So you, you, the car chase with Tom Cruise and Haley Atwell in the little yellow Fiat, mm -hmm. that's Rome. That's okay, all, okay. That's all in Rome. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, and uh, I, I, that's usually what they do for these each of the mission movies. It's like like a city that with a major set piece, that's where the world premiere is. And, and can okay. I and say so, this? There is also a big Australian premiere where Macquarie and Tom Cruise are coming to Sydney. And this is a latent benefit. If anyone said that Mission Impossible 2 isn't good, the fact that this was a mission city means that we are getting a premiere as well. Hey. And I have said to uh one of my friends who works for paramount australia i said i will jump out of a plane 
I'll get hit by a car. I'll ride a motorbike <laughs> without a helmet. I will do anything. I will fight a huge stuntman. I'll do anything to will, be. Will you at have that a knife screen. go super close to your eye? <laughs> super close to the eye. You can lower <laughs> me into a huge smokestack kind of tunnel. I'll do anything to be a part of this. Uh, so, yeah. So, I'll have John Paulson yell at me from a helicopter with a really overly yeah. awkward Australian accent. I'm in. I'm ready. All right, I mission mean, in Blake possible. <laughs> that's it. No, I'm not. I'm not, I'm not stealing it. It's Kate Rari. That's what's happening. The, the, that's what's happening. I mean, guys, the way that I look at this, the way the way that we, you know, and this is my thinking behind like starting the mission impassable thing is, I'm like, look, you know, we 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 make stuff and we have audiences for the stuff that that, that we make, uh, and. And you got to be selective about when you kind of like you make your ask and put something out there and yes, be like, yes. like, I would count. like, exactly. I, I like, like, this is, this is the one time I'm going to like mobilize my audience yeah. for a thing that I care about. You're not going to uh, do it every time. No. no. It has to be and, selective. And, and these are, uh, these are the important ones. Yeah. Go into C Ferrari at the Venice Film Festival. Go into the Mission Impossible premiere. Blake, I mean, you've kind of got the the most attainable one because it's like staying in your home country. Oh, no. I'm not even counting it. I'm like, I'll stay here. But also, if if they're like, no, you can't come to the premiere or no, you can't talk to Macquarie or whatever, I, I'll just be like, guys, on opening day, I'll be at Dead Reckoning. It doesn't matter. Like, right. I, like I'm, it, 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 if I don't get to go, this is where I've come to in my life in this whole thing. I'm like... I'm usually watching a movie from 2006. And what are you going to do? Cake me off your press list. You can't cancel me. It's over. Like it's done. I don't care. I got the Swen cut, baby. We're good. Like <laughs> it's fine. Like, um, so I don't, it doesn't bother me, but seeing, seeing big movies or great movies on the big screen with a really rabid audience, especially punters often less so than media. Um, sometimes I'm like way more into that. I'm like, I will go, even if I do go to a press screening, if I really enjoy it, I'm going opening night. Cause I want to see it with the crowd, with the frothy, yeah. crazy punters who just can't wait to see it. And so, yeah, I'm going to be there. So I'm not, I'm not counting that. My big one would be, you know, like, and it'll, it'll come to this. It's like, if heat two goes into production, I want, I, I not only, and this is me perhaps selfishly, but like, I want, to, set. I want to be on set. I yeah. want to go like the boys, uh, our, our, our beautiful boys, um, Drew and Charles went to the Mission Impossible set. I want to go to Heat 2 and I would love to see the premiere of Heat like 2. That, 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 yeah. that, that, that'll be a future goal. Because that's that, what you're gonna save up your juju that's, for. I'm sa saving all the good juju for them, you know. And then like, <laughs> and it's like Katie will learn that she's like the couch that's in that room behind her is gonna have a Blake on it for like a month. Um, so I have a guest room. You can <laughs> oh, have her own bed. Oh wow! Um, so so exciting times. But you know, so that then I will push, you know, push for something yeah. like that at the exactly. time. So yeah, 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 be be extremely selective. But you know, missions there missions that kind of one. We're pulling for you, Patrick. I Push, appreciate pulling it. for you. you. <laughs> and and any one of Patrick's fans, you're gonna see the hashtag Kate Rari. Let's pull for Katie to get to Venice. <laughs> Two Italy trips, baby. Let's get Pat to Rome and let's get yeah. Katie to Everyone's Venice. going to Italy. Let's go to Italy. That's it. It'll be great. Man, ah. Uh, the Venice Film Festival sounds so cool. Yeah. Oh gosh, yeah. I know. There's, Are there's you going anyway? No, I never go to the international festivals, but I there's can look one from afar. There's one film festival. I just want to tell you guys, and I accidentally stumbled into it in my honeymoon. Um, my wife still to this day thinks that I planned it, but the San Sebastian Film Festival. Oh yeah, I've heard that one's great. In 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 Spain, 
is Ooh. is the most beautiful. Like if I was ever, if I ever had that, you know, like that kind of like lottery amount of money or that uh, in the parlance of YouTube, that Mr. Beast kind of like rent a private plane and get people to somewhere <laughs> kind of cash. I would get all of my friends to go to that festival and just stay in San Sebastian. Less important about the films, but just the town. It is the most beautiful town in the world. Um, and so Venice too, absolutely stunning and gorgeous and full of history and all that sort of stuff. And it would be absolutely crazy chaotic to have the film festival there, I would imagine. But yeah, I, it, absolutely amazing. That See, that we're, we're fantasizing about our own vibes life. Yeah. Valiant, exactly. I visuals, a, I want to be in a boat. Uh, celebrating I, cinema stylishly. Yeah, it, look, we need glamour, spectacle, suits. What were the look, other? I, I'll, I'll try to send a mess. I'll, I'll, I, I, I was in a Mr. Beast video once, and so I'll try to like <laughs> send out a. I'll, I'll, I'll try to. I, I mean, I, yeah. I, Sponsor he, us, please. I, he, he, he's in the movie I made. Uh, he did a cameo. Uh, wow. And so, I'll, uh, I'll try to get a message to him to be like, hey, uh, fund this video, uh, <laughs> and, and just get us in it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, try start try to try to win over the like uh like thirty something cinephile crowd. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, and there's yeah, twelve of us. Our reach is not quite like yours, but you know, just uh... it doesn't matter. <laughs> We're enthusiastic is all that matters. Listen, exactly. Hey, I know. Hey, I just want... We'll be fun. It'll be a fun day. <laughs> It'll be, be a fun, fun time. Look, we just want to just want to wear suits in cool places. Yeah, and, yeah. and watch and movies boat. and a speedboat. Get in a boat. Yes. And, yeah, and we and we want to be sponsored by Linen, just like Miami Vice, two thousand and six. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> oh my God! What fun! What fun! Patrick, this has been an absolute blast. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you for your continuing amazing video essay work. It's such an invaluable resource and just, it's it's fantastic. And um, I guess as a person who's been watching you over the years, like I was really ha like incredibly happy for you that you're like, I feel like you've been doing a service because you take big topics seriously and you make the videos fun and all that sort of stuff. But seeing you do the Bollywood one, that was like me watching you go to a whole, like other than the vibes, because obviously the vibes, it was like, you're speaking our language. You know, you, you see people sometimes on your line, you're like, we're going to be friends. It was like Katie, when I read her first review, I'm like, oh, we're going to be friends. She, I like her. She's, she's good. Right. And so I saw you, I was like, I always watch you. I was like, admired your work. But that time I was like, you are taking it to a whole new level. So whatever that brings you, I hope it's amazing and mission impactable. And it's, this has just been such a fun chat. So thank you for taking the time to do it with us. Hey, uh, seriously, thank you so much for having me on. This has been a blast. Uh, so good to finally meet both of you yes. and and hang out here. And uh, and look, I think we're gonna get uh, Kate Rory trending. Kate Rory, <laughs> I think I I believe in this. I think I think Aww. this can happen. That's so sweet. If well, I see been... a photo of you on a red carpet in Venice, Katie, I'm going to spontaneously have to combust. start shopping for clothes, <laughs> I know. suits. Um, well, this I'm saying bring so back much... the two, 2006 Katie denim days, you know, like the oh Colin God. Farrell making my, Miami Vice days. My giant belts, just <laughs> the heaviest belts known yeah. to man, yes. uh, covered in studs. Uh, <laughs> this has been so much fun. Uh, Patrick, do you want to like tell people where to find you or anything? Uh, yeah, uh, I mean, the simplest thing we've, we've 
been making a lot of references to videos that I make, and you can watch them at youtube.com slash Patrick H. Willems. Uh, they're also, you can see them on uh, the platform Nebula with no ads and extended cuts of all the videos this season. And that's that's the important stuff. That's, that's the yeah. important stuff. And, and look, guys, on, on oneheatminute.com, so you obviously get, you, you might be hearing this in whatever podcast app that you listen to, but if you go to oneheatminute.com where we have Posts about every one of our episodes. The embed for the tenant and a celebration of Vibes movies, which is what started this conversation, will be in that post so that it can link off and then you can subscribe to Patrick's channels. Incredible stuff all around. But yeah, look, thank you so much for being a part of the show. Thanks for being part of our uh, Michael Mann horny campfire and, and talking vibes with us and, uh, and, and creating new campaigns. And it's just, it's been an absolute treat talking to you. Thank you so much. Of course. My pleasure.